it's been a while. Um, first I'd like to update you with how I'm doing, as in the last episode I had what I think was the coronavirus. I still have no idea. I never got tested. Um, I was told that they were receiving tests for only extreme cases, basically if you had breathing difficulties, which I did not. I had a lot of the other symptoms, but I, I, I don't know for sure if I ever had the coronavirus, and I never will. <laughs> if I did have it, I hope I am susceptible to it. No, that's not the word. I hope I am have the antibodies to never get it again. I hope that actually is a thing, that now I have the resistance to to not to not get sick to it again whatever the coronavirus is because I don't know we still I don't think we still know months later it's pretty much what is it it's May so we're like we're nearly halfway through 2020 and we still aren't sure exactly what this thing is that's kind of spread across the globe um, there's been some people talking about pancreas others talking about kidneys people saying it affects the liver heart is another new thing so it's not just breathing difficulties it seems more complicated than that it seems to affect your immune system in, in a various amount of ways uh, which is why it's important to keep your immune system strong um, so in this episode I want to talk about what I did uh, during my quarantine what I did when I was stuck in my room for two weeks um, and, and you know, it's a combination of some of the stuff I've talked about already in this podcast, but instead of going too in-depth with everything, I'm just going to kind of work my way through it in a bit more of a bullet form. This uh, this uh, episode is the companion to a video I brought out a few weeks back called How to Survive Quarantine uh, that you can find on YouTube under my name, Jamie Sajan, of course. Uh, oh yeah, look, uh, before we dive into this, I, I want to be honest about something, um, because I don't want to be fake, and I know for a lot of this podcasting experience, I've kind of used it as a form of mental health for myself, um, I need to talk things out, I think like a lot of people, sometimes we can over talk things out, sometimes we don't talk enough, um, I'm one of those people that needs to talk, but doesn't like to. You know, I fall in the category of, of similar enough to a lot of people. You, you might know some people who tell you every emotion they have, or are very comfortable to trust in you as a friend to tell you when they're not doing good. You know, and then there's others that you may never know. Um, I think I fall more into the third category. I think I like being chirpy and happy. And when I'm low, I don't always have access why I'm feeling low or how and nor do I want to be around people when I'm low because I don't want to bring them down but more than ever with everything going on with the pandemic and everyone being kind of locked inside and I think it's important we really acknowledge our mental health and reach out and talk to people who are not feeling good um, so I've reached out to the counselling that I the counselling service that I used to go to last year I saw them for a while and then I got my life back together and I thought it was a great thing and I think I've talked about it in one of the episodes before uh, Joker Mental Health something like that, name of the episode but it is important it's important to discuss these things and to remove taboo about it um, 
Duncan Trussell, who created the Midnight Gospel, he said before something that I love, that, you know, when we break our leg, we're not ashamed. We tell people that, you know, we have a sore leg and that's why we can't do the exercise, you know, and we're, we're healing it. Um, but for some reason, there's still this stigma around telling people that we're in a bad place. And we shouldn't. You know, I can... I can I'm working hard. I'm working really hard to not be in this place at the moment. Um, like keeping myself busy, trying to stay fit, trying to be positive. But yeah, it's tough when you're, you're not allowed to touch people, when you're not allowed to see people. You're stuck with your parents. In my case, I'm stuck at home with my parents. Um, I moved out of my house that I lived in town with, with a few people. And my girlfriend's gone uh, back home abroad. Uh, obviously to spend time with her family during this pandemic she's here on a scholarship and she's had the ability to go home and so you know I'm very fortunate I have a lot of good people around me obviously I can't see any of them and been able to text people call people and my parents are both amazing people but you know different personalities living in a small small area with each other there's going to be friction and things are going to bubble to the surface and I, I guess yeah I've been it's it's tough it's tough to know sometimes like are you being the asshole <laughs> like is it me or or is it them it's hard it's hard to know it's, the real answer is probably it's everyone and, and, and the, you know we just need to be more patient with each other at times like this and you know we do I think need to look at ourselves before we blame the other person I think that's healthy or at least responsible it's a mature thing to do um, easier said than done of course um, I've also started a new podcast called 50 Flicks of Grey and Jay it's a film review podcast I'm very proud and very happy of where it's going um, it's you know in one way it's, it's, it's happened very quickly out of nowhere over the last few weeks um, we've been taken off YouTube for some strange reason who knows why that's happening YouTube has been doing some strange censoring things didn't get any one strike, two strike, three strike you're out kind of thing it was just our whole channel and all our videos was removed uh, no explanation so thanks again YouTube for proving that you've changed over the years and yeah you're not uh, you're not a place for everyone um, I don't even want to use the coinage of uh, free speech in this in this debate, in this speech, whatever you want to call it, it's it's not about free speech. I mean, I don't think we were even saying anything that was that. I don't think we said anything that was aggressive or violent or too conspiracy-ridden. Um, and I hate that I even have to think like that. Like, oh my god, did we say something we weren't meant to say? Like, what kind of a crazy world would it be if we all had the exact same opinion? You know what I mean? Like, it's weird the way PC police nowadays are removing and, you know, cancelling people on, online and, and, and requesting certain people be banned from the platform because they have, they, they speak hate speech. And yeah, it's like, do not, never look at yourself for, like, demanding that certain people get kicked out of the club, let's call it. And that like only people that think like you is the right way because you have the moral high ground. It's like, do you not see how similar that is in 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 its 
fundamental approach in its in its structure. That's like it's the same. It's similar to like Nazi mentality, um, and you might think, but no, because I'm getting rid of people that are saying bad things. It's like oh, that's just the beginning. You know, it's your behavior. I'm not saying we should. I'm not saying like we need to give people a bigger platform when they say things that are hateful. But then who gets to you know decide what's hateful? And wouldn't it be healthier if we actually have an argument about it? We have a debate. Why can't we bring that kind of thing back to society, where you have like a big live debate? That's way healthier. Anyway, check out 50 Flicks of Grey and Jay. I don't think there's anything too provocative there. We literally just uh, review films and we try to have a good time while doing it. Um, obviously, every film is going to have certain topics and, and contexts in it that, that help us to strand away from the film and, and delve into other subjects, into society and you know different things. But yeah, check it out. I'm, very, I'm pretty proud of it. It's It's been good fun so far. Trying to exercise, keep myself fit. Uh, yeah, so look, let's let's dive into it. So, when I first found out that I had a good few of the symptoms, I called my GP, my doctor, and I was told to stay at home just in case, and that I'd get a call, and that I would then be tested. And like I said at the start, that call never came the test never came I got a text a week after that being told that just stay at home and you know I called them then at that point and was told uh, if you've sp- spent two weeks at home and you're showing no symptoms for over four days um, then you're free to leave your room um, still practice you know a, a bit of distance from people and keep up good hygiene because um, if you wash your hands the the germs apparently can't they can't stay on your hands so yeah but while I was in the room I had to have a big hard look at myself because it wasn't just well there's a few things I mean psychologically speaking of course there's a big global pandemic happening which was very scary at the time scarier then as than it is now um now I guess it's become our normal but but yeah at the time it was like the whole world had shut down. It was very eerie. It was very strange. Um, yeah, very very strange. Looking back, <laughs> wow. My I had a friend who, like, the, f- the first week when I hit Ireland, he walked through um, a popular shopping centre in Dublin city centre called Stephen's Green, and the music was playing, but the whole shopping centre was empty. And it was so creepy. He was up the escalator and just filming around it and sending to me. And it was the strangest thing. It was like straight out of a zombie apocalypse. But, that being said, you know, I also, it was also, look, I think making anyone stay in a room and not be able to touch anyone and see anyone have any physical touch. I mean, I'm a very touchy person. I love hugging my friends. I sometimes hug them too tight. You know, I... I love holding hands in relationships, I love kissing, I, I just, I'm very, you know, I'm a very kinetic person as well, and although I have a lot of introvert-ness 
and like my alone space and my social distance or social anxiety whatever you want to fucking call it I, I i always get those bursts of like energy where i need to see people i need to be around people i want to see my friends i want to be out there and just like on an adventure and just on a crazy night out you know going to pubs or just meeting new people i, I love that and so to be starved of that for two weeks after months of really enjoying the nightlife scene in dublin uh, it was a big wake-up call also not being able to have drink I realized how much I was drinking so again I think I had a, I had a very pure detoxification of my body in more ways than one um, yeah so the first thing I did was to get my head right I started meditating a lot more meditation um when you practice it it has a very subtle effect on your body and so that's i think why people don't give it a chance but it's it's a domino thing you know it's a domino effect it's about this little habit every day that builds up over time and what meditation allows you to do is it kind of gives you this extra layer of consciousness that's always been there it's like it gives you a second yeah that's it it gives you a second of awareness an extra second so instead of just snapping into your animal urges of like having an argument or fighting or doing things without thinking it's like meditation is like this extra slice of awareness that comes in um, it allows you to be more present in life but also feel like you're observing from a step away that's the best way i can describe it uh, not after doing it for one day or even a week but just over time it allows you to do this um, it really really has a huge benefit for your psyche your mentality your you know your self-esteem your allows you to imagine things better imagine you know allows you to like actually picture things you want it allows you to be more positive because it's if you think about your brain as like this type of computer that works automatically especially by the time you're an adult so many of the systems and the ways you think that you that you that you think makes sense that you think are like stuck in the mud I mean nothing about you is really sure there, there's a core to you that I think has always been there since you were a kid and that core you will never leave and it's always going to be there but a lot of the other stuff is just learned behavior learned ways of thinking and it's you don't have to be that way so so meditation allows you to kind of break the code break the system break the cycle um and almost invite a new way of thinking a more unique way of thinking allow the real you to come out more so meditation was really good for me uh being in this room to allow me to to breathe and, and to get more space one of the things so actually to go through what i was feeling um i had a pain in my ribs uh, i was kind of coughing i had a fever i had dizzy spells um i had this weird feeling of like my body was being crushed in but also the walls uh, but i don't know if that was just like anxiety i've had a lot of social anxiety throughout my life so i don't know if it was like that but like well not that because there, there was no socialness happening i think it was like a panic attack i think i had a, a few panic attacks but i don't i don't know <laughs> panic attacks are weird they're hard to know there was it's so strange when you get better and you forget how much you kind of went through like 
For the first half of last year, of 2019, I had so many panic attacks. I remember the first time I was in counselling and I had to explain some of the stuff I'd been through. And as I was explaining it, I had to stop because just explaining it and revisiting some of the stuff I'd gone through was making me shake in my chair in front of this therapist. And I didn't obviously feel comfortable about that. I didn't like feeling that vulnerable. Um, it felt silly. Of course it's not silly. It's actually very human. Uh, and it's, it's in there. It's trapped in your body. You know, every time you have a, a piece of trauma or something unresolved, it's not just wedged and, and blocked in your mind, but you're, you've also suppressed it into your body. And it's, it's going to find its way out one way or another. Energy cannot be destroyed it, it needs to move on into a different form and, and if you don't work through it and let it out it's going to manifest down from your brain into your body uh, not as a physical thing but like you know just think about the fact that if you stress enough you can you can get a panic attack you can have a heart attack and so what I'm saying isn't crazy it makes a lot of sense actually um, there's been cases where people will massage a knot that someone's had for ages or an injury and while they release it the person will break down into tears and have all this flood of emotion it's because that knot is actually connected to a memory um, and so that's why it's important to work through stuff it's it's very responsible it's mature and it's the best way to to be the best you you know uh, you'll never I don't think you'll ever realise like how good you can be until you do work through your stuff and so when enough is enough you do need to reach out for help and that can be a friend um, that can be a counsellor more professional way of course another thing I, I used was uh, writing I started writing a lot more I wrote down things I was grateful for wrote down things I wanted to do with my day I wrote down goals for myself because I didn't want to use being in here as an excuse to just watch Netflix all the time although I hadn't been watching much shows over the last year so I also gave myself you know cut myself a break to just actually allow myself to enjoy watching something and not be running around racing trying to complete things all the time either so you know it was, it's good to get that balance um, as for like the tightness in my ribs the kind of the breathing strain that I felt have, I don't know if you've ever worn a belt for like gym, for the gym like an exercise belt or imagine like a corset that sort of felt like I had around my ribs just like this kind of I wouldn't say I struggled to breathe, but just wasn't comfortable. I felt like I was sitting weird all the time. Um, yeah, odd, odd feeling. But um, I was practicing the Wim Hof breathing method. So Wim Hof is, uh, I've talked about him before in another episode. It's all about breathing a certain way that allows you to get more oxygen running through your body. So again, it's another way to improve your immune system along with meditation. And uh, yeah, writing, writing's very good. I started reading again, started reading more. I I did a bit of exercise, nothing crazy, but you know, a little bit of yoga, a little bit of stretching. I wasn't trying to stress, I wasn't trying to work my body too much as as you know, a week into it when I was starting to feel good and I did exercise, my body would not feel good and the next day I felt like I took a step back. Like my muscles and joints would be all sore and achy. That's another thing, my joints and muscles were sore and achy <laughs> I don't know what that was about either but that was one of the reasons why I didn't feel like exercising it was like my body felt kind of bruised um, yeah uh, another thing I did was cold showers again inspired by Wim Hof 
this was my way of getting more oxygen into my body again cold water and you know this is like a healthy stress for the body it's like exercise is a good stress so is um so is cold showering so i did that Yeah, and I started editing again. I enjoyed making videos for YouTube, which was great. It was great to have that, uh, the time to, to actually catch up with some of the videos I've always wanted to do and put out there. And to be more creative and have time away from work. Don't get me wrong, I enjoy my job, but it's... You know, if I'm being honest, it's something I do for money. It's not my dream job. Um, I still haven't found my dream job. And in a lot of ways, most people spend their whole life just having a job you know they say you're very lucky if you can have a career a career is more than a job a career is like something you can climb something you can feel successful in something you you aspire to have and then one step further than that is a calling and obviously a calling would be my maybe most people have actually i don't know maybe a lot of people don't have that feeling inside them where it's like that's what i need to do but funny enough Near did I until I started meditating. When I really started to meditate years ago, um, about five years ago, I noticed that it helped me kind of slow down my thoughts, helped me to kind of be a bit more calm and a bit slower in life, which I, I felt like I needed at the time. And I was meditating hard. I was doing like hour meditations at the time. And I noticed one day I just got so deep and I, I saw my dream job it, you know I had this vision of, of something I could build a business and, and what it would look like and it was it, you know it was so real it was so energizing it was so refreshing it, it was so it was a spiritual awakening for me it gave me like a, a mission it was so good that when I came out of it I was I knew it felt so real that I could have it but I had to work for it and so for the last few years I've been well, until this recent job of the last year uh, for the last four years I've been freelancing and I don't think I would have taken that step, step had, had the bravery and the courage to drive towards that goal and have that mission if it wasn't for seeing it and feeling it within, within a meditation. And for people that may not be too visual or, or, or be able to have kind of like this imaginative waking dream that more creative people tend to have, you know, sometimes you might feel like you're just like living your life in this circuit and just kind of following people around you. Whereas, like I said earlier, just a, just there's a different thing inside you, just something unique that is completely yours. And you know, when you hear it, you know when you feel it. It's it's it can't be explained. It's just going to be something that matches your your gut. Your gut will just vibrate. You're, you'll get goosebumps. You'll get that wide-eyed look and you'd be like that's it that's the feeling that's the thing um, but you know sometimes until then you just have to do the responsible thing and just do your duty do your job you know just continue life pay the bills ideally if you can if you can find a new mission while working then you've got one step in the future without neglecting the present and I think I think that's healthy too because there is a lot of talk nowadays from these like self-help and and entrepreneurial gurus who tell you like you're not working hard enough and just chase your goals now and just dive forward just take that leap that you need to and it's like that's really good in a motivational video but like 
and and I wish I could tell people to do that and sometimes I've done that myself and sometimes I aspire to be more of that but it's like I've had to stop that because being that impulsive actually fucks a lot of people around you and anyone that tells you to just live your life for you is is a narcissist you affect people and you shouldn't don't be a don't be a dick like there's so many people that care about you and there's so many people that you know around you that you do affect you know maybe you've parents maybe you've siblings maybe you've friends maybe you've colleagues maybe you've kids maybe you've people that look up to you maybe you've people that don't care about you at all and actually that's why you need to be more responsible so that you can prove to them that you're trustworthy that you're worth having around um in one way you shouldn't have to prove your worth just being a human enough is being worthwhile although I agree with that I also think you you need to work for respect I don't think everyone deserves respect and I don't think we should hand it out because then you can just act in whatever way you want and you'll never be judged for anything and I, I don't think that's healthy either so what I'm trying to say is it's really good to build a a grounded structure where you you have some discipline in life you have a routine you you've done the jobs you've done work you've paid your duty in life you understand what it's like to kind of struggle and you know i just think that's so good for your character and i think it's a responsible thing to do and i think if you can it's even better if while you're doing that you can fund doing something on the side that may be a bit more risk taking that may you know others mightn't see the vision they mightn't see where you're going with it but you're still moving towards it so another thing I've done uh, with my time off is cook <laughs> I know when I was in the room though I wasn't cooking I yeah let's go back to the room the quarantine being stuck in here for two weeks um, I was fasting every day that's another thing Rhonda Patrick Dr. Rhonda Patrick she talks a lot about the benefits of fasting intermittent fasting I like to do a 12 to 8 eating window which means I fast for 16 hours um, from what I've looked into anything once you fast more than 12 hours anything after that is your body's in a state of autophagy I believe it's pronounced and what this means is all the stored fat all the stored energy in your body especially the deep fat the brown fat that's deep down there is used in in this state for fuel because you're you've got no new energy coming into your body your stomach is empty your stomach is locked the doors are shut it is closed for business you start exercising you start thinking you start moving and running and you know breathing and your metabolism and everything that the body just does automatically without you thinking and the body's like wait shit he's not eating or or she if you're she listening uh, the body's not fuck there's no new energy we need energy it's like oh we got all the stored energy here and so the body starts burning all that old stored energy um which is a much cleaner way of using energy because instead of you always using what's at the top you actually get to get rid of what's at the bottom if that makes sense that's my understanding i'm obviously not a doctor or a scientist um there's many benefits of this apparently it's it's anti-aging um it's anti-disease because you get to use a lot of cells that i guess down the line could mutate and become imperfect cells uh, or mutant cells you get to use them for energy and recycle them um, your body tends to 
to function better you especially if you like are editing or exercising or, or thinking in the morning i find i'm uh, more clarity i feel lighter but not just in my body like in my head i feel lighter my thoughts are like more focused so there's almost a spiritual connection to it and you look into loads of religions they always talk about fasting but you have to do it right um yeah it's it's you, you build muscle easier you lose fat easier it's it's great it's an all-rounder so again boost the immune system so that's another thing so between cold showers breathing meditating fasting you know i was really pulling out all the stops to boost my immune system because i know i was hadn't been taking care of my body there's been points of 2019 where i actually looked older than i had ever um maybe in years so, you know, I could go back years ago when my diet was shit and I had a lot of acne and I wasn't sleeping well and I was stressed all the time and I had long hair to cover my face and I just, you know, if you looked at my face I also had like a severe underbite <laughs> and my nose collapsed down on itself <laughs> Jesus Christ <laughs> and I was severely depressed and I'd say if you looked at me then you'd be like, oh, like he looks young but he also looks old he looks like withered he looks like, yeah broken um, but I f- yeah I feel much younger now I think I look much better obviously I wasn't able to leave the room but I didn't use that as an excuse to not get vitamin D I would chase the sun around my room so I would try to wake up as early as possible in the mornings uh, I would clean my bed and make sure my room is nice and clean because I'm going to have to live in it and I'd start editing I'd start working out after my meditation and then when I'd see the sun peek in I'd go over no matter what I was doing and I'd stand at the window I try and be as still as possible. Let the sun on my face, maybe read. Um, go back to editing. And then again, get some sun before sunset. And this would be my cycle. To break my fast, it's usually something light, like a fruit, uh, like an apple or a banana. And then I would avoid bread and sugar at all costs, for obvious reasons. Um, sugars. I mean. <sighs> I mean, anytime cancer patients take sugar, apparently the cancer spreads like wildfire. So if that doesn't explain to you, obviously that's the most extreme example, but like sugar spreads disease for sure. There's like good and bad bacteria in your gut at all times. And uh, the more negative parasites that live in your gut bacteria um, give you severe sugar cravings. Um, And obviously fasting and ignoring them kills them. They die off. But giving them what they want, giving in to that temptation, allows them to grow more and allows them to control more of your body. Um, your brain, your stomach is your second brain, your gut, you know, your gut instinct. They know that in Asian medicine, in Chinese medicine, excuse me. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think what else I did. I, that that's, kind of covers it all. Like that, That's the most important stuff, for sure. And ever since I came out of the room, believe it or not, I've actually found it tougher in one way. Obviously, I'm delighted to not be sick and, you know, there was no fucking doom about the whole thing. I, I was unwell for about a week and then I was fine. Um, I brought the gym down from the attic. You know, my dad had uh, this old bench press kind of 1990s bench metal thing. So I brought it out to the back garden and made a little home gym so that's been nice been able to make meals with my parents which has been good as well I've got a new video on that coming out soon on YouTube 
And yeah, I've been keeping busy. Zoom calls with my, my girlfriend, with my friends, with my cousins. Walks with people around my area in the park. Keeping distant and walking around my village and going for cycles. But my, my mental, I don't know, my, my mood is going up and down daily. And so I, I have to relearn everything that I've, I kind of learned about myself. There, there was so much loneliness in this room for those two weeks of quarantine. I kind of hacked it in one way and I felt like I was on top of it. But then other times I was so low, so down on myself. But also very aware, you know, psychologically speaking, it makes sense. You can't touch anyone. You're stuck in a room. There's pandemic happening. Many reasons to feel low. And and, and actually, it was a singer from um, a band who put up a post recently saying, because we can't go out and make new memories, we're forced to look at our past. And again, going to the psychological reasoning, that makes sense. But also, I feel like if you want to talk about the world from a spiritual sense... It's as if the world had a spiritual cleanse. You know, with this whole coronavirus, a lot of global issues have been, not reversed, but you're seeing a lot of water being cleaned worldwide. You're seeing temperature going down. You're seeing animals um, going back to places that they used to and taking over a little bit. Um, In Italy, there's like dolphins again in in the lakes and... um, Apparently there's whales migrating back to the... Uh, I don't know. I'm forgetting all the information now, but... Uh, and China, like, the, the actual ozone layer around China. It makes you wonder, yeah, if this was, like, nature's kind of way of fighting back. I mean, that's evolution, isn't it? That, like, everything on Earth, all living beings are kind of fighting each other for survival. And, and and ricocheting off each other and then evolving and bouncing off each other just like waves and then just adapting and changing and evolving and growing and spreading and then I don't know but we're so complicated because we've like the extra thinky thinky brain but we're just we're just another part of the puzzle I don't know if that's a negative thing to think or not I mean we are but we aren't because we have this extra ability to think and, and you know with exercise like meditation and being very present it allows us to be even more conscious and and make better choices and be super aware of well what is you know maybe maybe your life is as pointless as a butterfly but then like is a butterfly pointless isn't it kind of beautiful doesn't it you know doesn't it have a metamorphosis from a caterpillar isn't that kind of spectacular isn't that the epitome of, of perfection in nature this creepy crawly caterpillar crawls up a tree and then cocoons itself into like this hard shell and then breaks out as a a winged fucking masterpiece you know and then it flies around and it's probably collecting pollen on its wings from flower to flower and then that helps you know pollen from one flower to the other which of course helps nature and helps spread flowers and you know pregnate flowers from one to the next apparently that's the whole thing that insects end up getting pollen on them and then they go to another one and they're picking up and they're eating off the flower and they're 
they're sharing the pollen from the last one accidentally without even knowing that they're kind of aiding in nature and so you know I wonder if you zoom out of humans are we doing the same kind of thing but I, I, I would say I'd argue that we have a higher consciousness than butterflies and so maybe maybe we're as pointless but maybe also being that aware that we're pointless means that we can take some of that responsibility into our hands and make bigger decisions make better decisions and in that same regard, I think we need to start reflecting on our own lives as as well as we reflect on the life of everything. Um, because just think about your body for a second, you know. Let, let's, let's just use me as the example because I don't know the names of anyone who's listening to this. But I hope you're doing well. Uh, actually, hoping you're doing well isn't enough. I, I hope you're working on doing well. That's a better thing to say. And I hope if you're not doing well, you reach out to someone. Reach out to me, even if I don't know you. Let's chat. Um, you know, find me on social media and just say what's up and, and let's start a conversation. Taking me, for example, right? Jamie. I am Jamie, but I also, I'm also not Jamie. I'm also the, the observation of Jamie. And people kind of feel a bit uncomfortable with this idea, but just, just let's let's meditate on the idea of you are observing the human that you get to be. This avatar, this body, this thing with all its identities and all its beliefs, its opinions, its emotions, its trauma. Success. It's there, it's real. But because of this consciousness, you get to also not be the body. You also get to observe it. Which is an interesting game to play that kind of third party perspective. It's interesting because there's something true about it that you can't put your finger on. There's something true about that thought that you are the body but you're also this observer of the body and not just the body but the mind like that's another thing that meditation gives you this this feeling of you are watching I am watching Jamie and his thoughts and the more I watch Jamie and his thoughts I don't have to be Jamie and his thoughts and sometimes it's nice to just release and be that animal and and to be in the moment i'm not saying it can't be in the moment but i guess what i'm saying is that i need to practice more meditation because i'm sparking off a bit too much and I maybe being a bit shit to people around me and they don't deserve that and diving deeper into that thought i'm probably being shit to myself because that's where it stems from i mean anytime someone's bullied you or anytime someone's been rude to you or been really critical of you you can you can make a pretty safe bet that that's a reflection of themselves as well that that you know the fact that they even think like that means that they think that like that about themselves they're very judgmental because they're very judgmental themselves they're very harsh on you because they're very harsh on themselves people that you know that are really nice to you it could be really really I mean obviously it doesn't always work that way sometimes people can be really nice to you but really insecure to themselves but 
Yeah, I think he can make the bet that that it's more so than the first one. And so, yeah, I think I need to be nicer to myself, maybe less harsh on myself. I don't know what the future holds. I don't know if I'll have a job again, but um, maybe, you know, my, my, my calling in life is to have my own business. So maybe this is a step back in the right direction again. Um, you know, a lot of things... I could look at... Yeah, there's a, obviously a part of me that's a little bit frustrated because it feels like I haven't taken steps forward, you know. I, I moved out of home for like the second or third time in my life and I was living in a house in town, but now I'm back home with my parents. I was quite broke for a few years trying to grow a business, but then I got a good job and was working in an office. I traded that for, I guess you could say, the feeling of freedom and maybe some happiness, but... It was. It allowed me to, you know, take my girlfriend out on dates, not worry about money. That's a good feeling that I hadn't had for years. I didn't have that in my last relationship. <laughs> you know, um, that's a good feeling. That's nice to be able to do that. It's nice to be able to tell your friends, I got this round. I wasn't able to do that for years, you know. Um, it's nice to be able to buy clothes again, you know. So it was nice to be able to live in town, to afford food. Like, so... It, a lot of benefit came out of that job, obviously. But yeah, now I don't have the job because of coronavirus, so I feel like a step back. I'm on welfare, I'm living at home. Um, my girlfriend's not here. I can't see any of my friends. I'm feeling depressed again. You know, I'm kind of up one day, down the other, so in a lot of ways I feel like I'm taking a step back, but it's important to realise in life that you, you can't really go back. Um, and that stuff did happen. All that stuff you did, did happen. And that means you can do it again. If anything, you've you've sharpened your sword again. Um, you've, you've learned more skills. You've got better at doing the stuff you wanted. And if you took a shot at getting what you wanted, and you had it for a while, and then you didn't, at least you had it for a while. That's better than not trying. At least I fucking tried. At least I actually went towards it. So it is there. It still exists. It's still a part of me. And I can have even more of it next time. I can have, you know, and maybe it won't work out again. But I'm going to keep trying because you need to be resilient. You know, if there's one thing I have in life, I'd like to, I'd like to hope to God that I have its resilience. You know, I, I keep trying and I have to because there's no other choice. And sometimes that gets on top of you and you think of all the failures you've had. But it's like... I know so many other people that just haven't tried. And so maybe I have more failures because I've tried more. And I'm resilient enough to push through it. But uh, yeah, sometimes it's going to get me down because I think of fucking hell. Sometimes it builds up and I have like this big catalogue of failures that I just had ignored. That's all of a sudden so big I can't ignore and it topples over and it crushes me. And it's a lot. But... And I, you know, I pick myself back up. And I think, you know, if I try, if I'm going to try hard, because it hasn't all been failures, it's also been a lot of success. Jeez, um, I don't even know what I'm talking about anymore. <laughs> Thank you for sticking true with me. I hope I've spoken in some sense. If anyone at the moment is in quarantine, 
or suffering from coronavirus or know someone who's suffering from coronavirus, please know that I'm not saying these things are going to fix the situation, but Jesus Christ, like, they're going to help. I mean, at the very least, like, just look into this stuff by yourself and, and see the benefit. Um, a lot of times, health, mental health, physical health, success in general is about just doing a lot of small good habits waking up and instead of looking at your phone doing a 10 minute meditation getting out of bed and instead of like uh, making a coffee straight away drinking water because it's been hours and you're dehydrated you know not having coffee for a while a coffee when you wake up first thing in the morning usually doesn't actually work on your system anyway a lot of people will I used to remember seeing people walk to work in the morning in town 7 o'clock in the morning their eyes are half awake and they're there sipping a coffee. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. You need you need water in your body. I think the perfect time, they say, is like an hour or two hours after you wake up. You drink a coffee and you'll be alert as hell. It kicks in so much. Especially if you're fasted and especially if you're well hydrated. Because you're going to feel shit if you drink coffee you know, without water in your body. Um, anyway... That's something I had to learn the hard way. Uh, so that's uh, that's another just good habit I'd, I'd highly recommend. Um, because also your mood's just going to be better. Like the amount of times people are ratty or irritable and they don't realise it's literally just because they're dehydrated. So many people are dehydrated. And it causes so many health problems. It's like the number one fucking thing you have to get right. Just drink the water. Just drink water. It's like more than food. It's so important. It's the one thing you need to do to take care of your body. Just drink water. <laughs> like what the fuck? I've loved to, uh, I've, I've fallen in love with drinking water over the years because I've just forced myself because well, there's no other choice. You have to. Oh, it doesn't bubble, it doesn't sparkle, it's not filled with sugar. Grow up. Grow up. The healthiest thing you can do is put some uh, lemon. Squeeze a lemon into your water. Uh, if your water's not the cleanest because it comes from a tap and you can taste chlorine or other shite that they've put in the water. Yes, squeeze a lemon into it. And, and like the whole thing put the skin in there everything um, that's gonna believe it or not I know lemons acidic fruit but it'll actually alkalize the water it will clean it and make it much healthier for you so I have like a big German stein you know like the big litre pint glass things and I fill that three times a day to get three litres of water into me and I usually don't have my coffee until that first one is finished um, and that's just the way that I keep track of it you know, if I'm at home, I always have that thing beside me at the desk when I'm working. So I look at it every now and then. I'm like, oh, I haven't drank in a while. I drink some water. And that, you know, it's it's not that I'm thinking about this stuff like all the time. It's that I've 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 tried to observe myself and made made it as easy as possible for me not to fuck up. And that's what you gotta do. You gotta you gotta find the inner adult, the inner disciplinary, the inner person that wants you to get better. You have to find that person inside you and find that person to almost coach and to look after the other side of you the other side that's kind of like oh you know the, the lazy side the, the, the side of you that doesn't want to get out of bed the side of you that doesn't want to take care of itself you know you have to become both you have to find that inner person in you to to pick you you pick yourself up And then yeah, like you're having a hot shower, you're cleaning your body, finish cold. You know, just try and do it for 10 seconds. Just rub your body, try and, again I'm going to use the word, but meditate. Try and become, 
present with that feeling and then try and enjoy the cold water. You do it for a week, you're going to start loving it. I've had so many people tell me that they're never going to do it, never once in their life, always hot water. And then they do it for a week and they tell me that they can never go back. Um, it's so much better, healthier for your skin, your immune system, your blood pressure, your hair, like everything. It's so much better for you. Um, you'll really notice the difference when, when you start like getting good at it and you want to like have like a minute or two in the cold, like freezing cold water. And then all of a sudden you'll be swimming in the cold sea and there'll be no stopping you. Trust me, you won't even recognise yourself. Fuck, I miss the sea, I miss swimming in the cold sea. There was always an instant way to, like, crush depression. Not that I'm saying you shouldn't deal with your issues, but sometimes, sometimes depression, sometimes feeling low just takes, like, a push, you know? Like, sometimes you might be in a slump all day, and then you start working out, and you just, you've got, like, you've you just got, like, you feel great again. Or, you know, a friend is like, come on, just come out. And you go for a walk, and you just walk and talk for half an hour, and you come home, and you're feeling great. And you may have not even really talked about your problems, but, you know, sometimes it just requires that little push. Getting in the cold water and, like, actually literally breathing for your life, <laughs> and then feeling that warmth come out of the center of your body, and all of a sudden you're not cold anymore. And you're just so present, and you're thankful to be alive, and you're so happy to be alive. It's You can't beat it. And then fasting, I think fasting helps you to appreciate your food. So yeah, I think all these little habits, they really, like, first of all, they've been, they're all scientifically backed for improving your immune system. Um, but they're also disciplines, and I think, I think we need disciplines. I think everyone needs disciplines. They need things, they need their own ones, you know, maybe these ones don't suit you, but you need things that you do at least daily if not weekly that are some type of routine based that involve something for your mind something for your body something for your health something for fun you know something for your creativity something to take in something to put out you know reading writing playing guitar that was so good for me the first two weeks look but i don't know what the future holds but i, I going back to what i was going to say five minutes ago i think the more we cleanse ourselves and, and boost our immune systems and, and clean out the shit by by fasting, by by meditating, by, by looking after our mental health and getting rid of the overthinking, by, by stopping the overabundance of eating animal produce and and eating sugar and eating food that isn't actually food, you know, that isn't, when you think of it, there's no, it's not food, like, you know, like a deep fried fucking thing isn't food, enjoy it if you haven't had one in a few days, but it's not food, you know what I mean? Yeah, I think we just need to figure out how to cleanse ourselves better, how to keep our inner space and our space around us, how to, how to make it more perfect, you know, how to make it suit us better, and I think... In a strange way, by, by doing this, will actually it, it will reflect better. Imagine if every individual tried to make their life a little bit more harmonious, a little bit more peaceful, tried to slow it down a little bit and be more present, tried to approach situations with understanding and listening, tried to, you know, clean up their act, try and have some discipline and responsibilities and routines in their life, but also made like a life goal and like tried to chase it down. I, I 
I just think no matter what the future holds, if we all tried to aspire more towards that type of future, it would it would reflect positively on the rest of the world and it would it would create a more harmonious place to live. But it starts with us. We keep putting the fingers out there, it's like, oh the leaders in charge are doing this. It's like you don't know what they're doing and, and to be honest they don't know what you're doing. You know? Um but you you know put the point the finger at yourself first. And not in a self criticizing, harsh, down on yourself kind of way and like, oh but I don't do anything. I'm fat, I'm lazy, oh, I just sleep all the time, like I'm not worth anything. Like fuck that. You know, don't how dare you? Don't talk about yourself that way. The fact that you're even here is a miracle. Like, do you know how many how many millions and billions of sperms were swimming and you were the strongest one like the fact that you even exist is a miracle statistically speaking the odds are against you and you probably have two eyes two ears a nose a mouth limbs and a a pretty good working body most of you listening to this and you probably take that for granted you are a miracle and you have something unique in you that is a gift that you I, I honestly believe that your purpose on this on this earth is to find that thing that makes you feel so alive that you can really craft that you can become amazing at if you're a great speaker use that if you're great with your hands play something build something if you have a creative brain like problem solve things you know like like really find what makes you special i'm not saying don't work on your weaknesses as well but really find that thing that makes you shine and and that i think that's that's the aspiration that's the goal in life to find that thing inside you that's uniquely yours and and make it so bright that then you share it with the world and and just be easy on yourself as well you know with everything going on like you deserve love you deserve a hug you know we all deserve a hug <laughs> um, but yeah yeah just look after yourself and start writing out things start drawing start figuring out new step something new you can be something you want to aspire to be a new direction because just look at this in one way as as a whiteboard and 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 cleansing a new chapter maybe you'll get your old job back but don't go back to normal don't because i think this is a good lesson i don't i don't think this is a nightmare that's waiting to end and then we'll go back to the real life i think this is the real life this is part of the journey and it's an important step and it shouldn't be ignored we shouldn't be sleeping through all this we shouldn't be ignoring this we should be putting our faces out there and and facing the wind head on and saying yes i'm not going to close my eyes this this is happening i want to experience it because i want to learn i want to grow thank you thank you for this experience for anyone who has been extremely negatively affected by this i am so sorry i am not trying to downplay what has happened i know it's a global catastrophe i just think from a moral stance it wouldn't be right for us not to focus positively on the future because we we need to stay strong and we need to rebuild 
ourselves and the community around us. So that being said, I've recorded this whole podcast lying down face front on my bed. And I was kind of half asleep, half awake for two hours in the middle of the day. I did do a good bit of editing today. Did have some nice chats with people over my phone to do a bit of exercise. Thought I was having a pretty good day. Then had a bit of a fight. Um, not going to get into it. But it just made me feel really low. Um, and I've been lying on my bed for a while. Just kind of feeling shit about myself. So instead of feeling shit about myself, I decided to be proactive. Thought I haven't done an episode in a while and I want to talk about this. So I'm glad I did it. There was parts where I felt like I had no energy to do this. I don't know if it came across. And at the start, I found it a bit hard to find my momentum. But I think we're an hour into this, and I've, I've definitely, I definitely feel better. I definitely feel like I got some stuff off my chest. And if there's any way that I helped you through this, then fucking A. Do you know what I mean? I remember reading something from a psychologist before that said... Um, creative people actually tend to be more depressed than, than normal people uh, <laughs> normal in inverted commas but you know maybe there's something about the creative mind that has more emotions and so when they feel things that they feel it even extra more um, but the difference is you know I guess like Pokemon cards you know like one character might have more strength but then be slower and then another character might be short and not strong, but then quicker. And so it's like God or the universe or whatever you want to call it, or the Pokemon Master, uh, kind of creates us all with these type of stats where some of us might be bigger, but then not as smart, and some of us might be smaller. And we kind of fill out our stats in different ways and our skill sets. And although creative people tend to get more depressed than others when they get depressed, they also have the skill of transmuting that depression of being productive with it and, and not hopefully not getting swallowed by it but by being compelled to create something you know you've heard about the tormented artist before or about people taking drugs you know musicians and artists taking drugs to feel inspired now that's wrong obviously um, depends how you do the drug but, but you know relying on something outside you is wrong if, if that's the only way you can create but I guess what I'm trying to say is you, d- you don't have to be productive all the time you don't have to create out of everything but if, if there's a way that you can turn your negatives into positives if there's a way that you can turn being cheated on into a song even if you're not a musician even if you're never going to share it with someone it's been big release for me in the past if you can you know, turn your love for someone into a movie, if you can turn a fear you've had into a book, if you, you know, and it doesn't even have to be these massive concepts, it can even just be a poem or a, you know, an Instagram picture or a, a podcast episode or even just a new idea and a conversation with a friend over coffee. Don't forget to reach out, look after yourselves. Thank you for listening. This has been Jammin' with Jamie.